Is Eric Howa a second-line center? What will the Bruins' third D pairing look like in the playoffs? And can Jeremy Swayman top Tuka Rask's record for most wins in Bruins history? Going to answer these and other mailbag questions on this Monday episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, April 4th, and this episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms as well as on YouTube. So please do smash that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feeds for you to download, listen, watch, and enjoy. For the folks on Twitter, please make sure you're following Locked NHL Bruins. You can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at ENC McLaren, and Instagram, both handles apply as well. The Bruins uh, defeated the Columbus Blue Jackets on Saturday night, thanks to Eric Howla's uh, two-goal performance. Going to give him the big bear of the night right off the top. Um, He said that... You know, he is uh, very pleased to be able to help the team win now. He actually said after Saturday's game that he was a bit concerned that he might be moved prior to the trade deadline. He said uh, he's moved a lot lately, a little thought in the back of the head, uh, trying to work through that. You know, it's nice to know that this is your team and that he's able to put his foot on the gas and just be a contributing member of the Boston Bruins. Uh, He doesn't have no trade protection, obviously, so that uh, kind of put some fear in his mind that he could be on the move. Uh, Over the last few seasons, he's played for Vegas, Carolina, Florida, Nashville, and now the Bruins. And he's in the midst of his second most productive season of his career. His career high, uh, 29 goals, 26 assists, 55 points recorded in 76 games as a member of the Vegas Golden Knights in 2018. Uh, he was the team's second line center when they advanced to the Stanley Cup final. This season so far for the Bruins, 65 games played. 12 goals, 23 assists for 35 points. So he's not going to touch his career high in points or goals. He could top his career high in assists. And the question on Bruins Twitter elsewhere has been, is Eric Howla a second-line center on a Stanley Cup contending team? 
Is he the second line center for the Boston Bruins? Yes, there's no denying right now that he is the Bruins' second line center, and he has been playing uh, very well as of late. Uh, the two goals against the Columbus Blue Jackets on Saturday brings him to four goals and 10 points in six games since the trade deadline. Uh, he said he's having a lot of fun playing with Taylor Hall, David Pasternak. He feels the team is playing pretty well, and he's just enjoying the ride, trying to do his best to prepare for every game and to try to bring it. He's trying to create room for Pasternak and Hall, try to get them the puck in areas where they can make plays, uh, and there's opportunities for him to put up points as a result. He's enjoying playing with them. Who wouldn't? It's a lot of fun. Two great players, and he's trying to do his best and uh, trying to do what really works. Now, Don Sweeney came into the season saying the Bruins would take a second-line center by committee approach. There was a trial period for Charlie Coyle up there, an extended run. Uh, Eric Halla was brought in to play center. Nick Foligno has even played center in the past. Perhaps a youngster like Jack Stanika would take that role. And the team did indeed struggle through the first few months of the season, not only because of COVID, injuries, suspensions, but just because there were so many new faces and Bruce Cassidy was still trying to find the right mix. The guys were trying to gel on the ice. The Bruins season really turned around when a few things happened. Notably, David Pasternak was taken off the first line, put on the second line. Charlie Coyle and Eric Howla swapped spots on the second and third line. That gave Bruce Cassidy kind of three forward pairings to build around. Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, Hall and Pasternak, and then Charlie Coyle and Craig Smith on the third line. So it's kind of a chicken and egg situation here. Is Eric Howla meant to be the second line center on the Boston Bruins this season? Well, kind of. They said it was going to be by committee, finding the right fit for the pieces that they have. Um, is he benefiting and being elevated by playing with two high-end borderline elite? Yeah, Pastor Locke's elite. You could make an argument that Taylor Hall is not quite at that level, but is he being boosted by playing with those two guys? I mean, certainly, there's no denying that that's the case. Now, if you look at it this way, there's 32 teams in the NHL. Top two centers, that gives you 64. Right now, Eric Howla in um, scoring by a center. He would fit in, let's see, how many points does he have? Uh, he's got 35 points. So that would put him in the 68 to 72 range among uh, players who are center eligible and uh, their point totals. NHL.com 
has him listed as uh, a left winger, I believe, for some reason. Um, but he is definitely a center. So if you put him, if you filter the stats by the center position and slot him in with his 35 points, he is tied with the likes of Paul Statsny, um, Evgeny Malkin, although Malkin's only played 33 games, Martin Natchez in Carolina, uh, Dylan Cousins in uh, Buffalo, Max Domi of the Hurricanes, and the uh, now of the care or sorry of previously of the Columbus Blue Jackets. So yeah, he you know is a borderline second line center. And his production has been obviously boosted by playing with Taylor Hall and David Pasternak. Uh, he had uh, 12 points. Was it 12? Yeah, 12 points in uh, March. Only 5 points back in April. Uh, 11 points in January. So the bulk of his scoring has come since... The Bruins lines have been shifted. He had only uh, one point in October, two points in November, two points in December. So clearly, there's a boost because he's been playing with David Hall, David Pasternak, and Taylor Hall. So right now, he's a perfect complement to those two players. Does that make him a second line center? Well, yes, for the Bruins' present circumstances, he is the second line center. He's thriving. The Bruins are playing well, and one thing they do need to figure out is the third defensive pairing, and we'll talk about that here in a moment. But first, a quick word about Built Bar. It's that time of year where pretty much everybody has given up on their New Year's resolutions. You can continue to stick to yours of eating right with the help of Built Bar. It's almost like it's not really a resolution because most people actually enjoy eating them. All Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they are still low calorie, high protein. You can replace your candy bar with these. There's straight up better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. You can go to Built.com, scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away by the calorie, sugar, carb, and protein numbers. They're all about the taste at Built Bar. They make it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. The Locked On Now available podcast, sorry, is available in your Locked On NHL feeds. It's a daily recap of the previous night's action with the help of our local experts, free and available in your podcast feeds as well. So we talked about Eric Halla, second line center. Uh, I should add Trent Frederick has fit in very well on the third line. He's Definitely maturing in his game and has elevated himself from a fourth line agitator to a 
third line agitator, potential threat offensively. Um, and those three lines have really helped the Bruins to the 16-3-1 record over their last 20 games. Howla, a huge part of that. To his credit, he has uh, played to his strengths and, again, been boosted by playing with Taylor Hall and uh, David Pasternak. When it comes to the third defensive pair, that's one thing that Bruce Cassidy really needs to figure out prior to the postseason. They have kind of interchangeable top four with Hampus Lindholm, Charlie McAvoy, Matt Grizzlick, Brandon Carlo. And you have uh, Derek Forbort, who appears penciled in as a third-pairing defenseman because he is a big body. And Bruce Cassidy really relies on him on the penalty kill. Leads the Bruins in shorthanded ice time. And he is, I believe, sixth in the NHL in terms of average um, ice time on the penalty kill. So that leaves Mike Riley, Connor Clifton, Josh Brown to fight it out for one spot. They tried Forbort and Riley the other night. Riley did play the right side in college. Didn't really work out too well uh, to the point where, um, yeah, things were moved around. And um, I believe Grizzlick or Riley was bumped up to play with Carlo at one point. Riley, for his part, believes that he should be an everyday guy. Um, he said he's a defenseman first. His priority is defending. If you can break the team out and get the play going the other direction, you're going to defend less and you're going to play in the other zone more. It's going to make your life a lot easier. Eric Howla, uh, sorry, Mike Riley, I don't know if he's a big uh, advanced stats guy, but he's really talking there about possession, and that comes out a lot in shot attempt differential stats. If you're on the ice for more shot attempts for than against, that means you're you're helping push the puck uh, to the other end of the ice, keeping it away from your own goaltender. And at the end of the day, is that not what it is all about? Um, Mike Riley has been a pretty effective player this season when it comes to possession stats. Uh, in fact, among Bruins defensemen, he, among Bruins' regular defensemen anyways, he ranks third uh, behind McAvoy and Lindholm in shot attempt differential 5-on-5 five five play, 55.8. Uh, ahead of Grizzlick, Clifton, Carlo, and Forbord. So by that metric, he belongs on the ice. Uh, he's also trying to be a bit, a bit more aggressive, be a bit more physical. We saw that in last week's game against the New Jersey Devils. 
Uh, Fluto Shinzawa of The Athletic writing this morning that when it comes to the two defensemen who should be playing with Forbort, it comes down to Riley and Clifton. Most coaches prefer a left-right combo, so that would give an edge to Connor Clifton. Forbort and Clifton have played well together, but as Fluto writes, Clifton is prone to digging himself into holes that widen into canyons. And uh, we saw that last week in the Toronto game, certainly. Um, when it comes to Forbort and Riley, uh, they were on the ice for Columbus's first goal on Saturday. And uh, like I said, it led to Grizzlick and Riley being switched where Grizzlick was playing with um, with uh, with Forbort. Cassidy said, putting Riley on the right is going to be a challenge at times, but if that's the best six, if he's on the right with Forbort, then they're going to look at that. Don't know what will happen going forward, but if you look at the Bruins' best six defensemen, it's it includes Forbort and Riley. Uh, so we'll probably see that tested a little bit here in the future. And um, for my money, that should be the third pair on defense. But again, there's something to be said for having that left-right. Um, yeah, that left-right combination going as well. I, I do prefer that. I, I said I prefer that when it comes to um, the forwards as well. Although Jake DeBrusque playing on the right side right now has um, has been excelling as of late. I had one more question come in from Caleb Friars who asks whether or not Jeremy Swayman has the ability to challenge to Garask's uh, all-time Bruins wins record of, I believe it's uh, 308. And that's a very good question. It's certainly possible. The caveat being goaltending is just so uh, it's so tricky to, um, to project. I mean, even this weekend, this is a dumb example, but in my fantasy matchup... Um, I was playing a guy who had Igor Shesterkin and Anthony Stolarz. Shesterkin, a sub-900 game, Stolarz goes out and posts a shutout. You just never know with goaltending especially. Swayman obviously is still very young. He's only uh, 23. He's already posted 27 wins. Uh, to get to 308, you'd have to play... A good decade and get at least, you know, 20 to 30 wins per season. Is that possible? Certainly it's possible. Is it likely? I mean, it's really hard to say at this point. But uh, the Bruins certainly do have a guy that looks like they can build around, although he has been a little shaky over the past couple games. Not going to hold that against him. But to answer your question, Caleb... It's certainly possible. I'm not going to say it's not possible. Is it likely? That's where it gets a bit dicier. 
Uh, I don't want to take away anything from Tuca's accomplishments. What he did for the Bruins was remarkable. And uh, it would take having a good team behind him as well. Remember, Tuca set this team record playing behind one of the deepest and best Bruins cores of all time, uh, certainly in the modern era. Um, goaltenders are playing less than they have in the – you don't see a guy playing like 70 games like he did, Martin Brodeur. Uh, so all of that has to be factored in, but it's it's certainly possible. Before we look ahead to tonight's game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, the second of the home-and-home, home, quick word about Bet Online, your number one source for all – Betting needs and sports info is betonline.net. You can find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, even some podcasts and reviews for all different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all sports wagering information. Head to their website today, use your mobile device, learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms. Now make your second listen the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Show. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Now the Bruins back in action tonight. Uh, finishing off this home-and-home against the Columbus Blue Jackets to kick off a uh, four-game road trip. Um, And we'll see if there are any changes to the lineup. The Bruins have a playoff spot locked in, and the focus now will be staying healthy and getting some guys rested, looking into the postseason so you'll probably see uh, Josh Brown coming in either tonight or tomorrow night where they will play the Detroit Red Wings Um, Cassidy said you might even see Lindholm playing some time with Josh Brown just to see where pieces might fit whether there's some things they can play around with in the postseason Linus Allmark will get the start tonight versus Columbus it'll be Jeremy Swayman tomorrow against Detroit and uh, we'll see if Mark McLaughlin comes in and out. Maybe Jack Stanico will get some playing time. Uh, expect some guys to be rested and not necessarily the best possible lineup every single night. Uh, following tonight's game, like I said, the Bruins play the Red Wings tomorrow night. They'll have two days off before a rare Friday night game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, which will obviously be a big one. And then they will finish the road trip Sunday afternoon in Washington. And then after that, there's really only three weeks left in the regular season. Uh, As of right now, the Bruins still holding down that first wildcard spot In the Eastern Conference, they have 91 points, two behind both Toronto and Tampa Bay, and they all have 14 games remaining on the schedule. 669 uh, point percentage compared to 684 for both Toronto and Tampa. Boston's 
plus 34 goal differential, only two back of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So still a lot to be decided in terms of playoff matchups, home ice advantage. So still something to play for, but playoff spot extremely locked in. We know the first round opponent is going to be extremely tough. And right now it's all about staying healthy and finding optimal pairings chemistry heading into the postseason for when the games matter most that's it for today's episode friends thank you so much for uh following along thank you so much for subscribing downloading those of you who do it on a regular basis extra shout out to you uh, and please do follow locked nhl bruins at enc mclaren if you are not already Hope you all had a great weekend. We've been battling some colds around here. So kind of low-key. Um, but I did start the Larry Sanders show for the first time. Very much enjoying that. Better Call Saul Season 5 dropped on Netflix. So I'm definitely going to check that out before Season 6 uh, begins uh, next, well, I guess in two weeks. And finally, we watched the Peaky Blinders series finale last night. If you haven't seen it yet, Oh man, that's just one of the best shows ever. And uh, a lot of people didn't love the last season, but I thought it was still uh, still pretty good. So yeah, happy Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Go Bruins tonight. Follow along on Twitter, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Take care, friends.